What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. Now, our guest today is a former executive focusing on customer experience and employee experience for Disney, WestJet, JetBlue. In fact, he used to be the guy to do the training for new cast members at Disney on guest experience. He basically, let's put it this way. If you were to climb the mountain of customer success and customer experience and speak to the guru at the top, you would find not a bearded weirdo, but you'd find a clean cut Ed Backlore. Thanks for joining us, Ed. I don't know about that introduction, but thank you. I appreciate it. How are you doing today, Zach? I'm doing great. And uh, really excited to be chatting because I know that we, we talked before and I mean, just the insights and the experiences you've had with guest experience is just second to none. And before we jump into some of your stories and lessons, I'd love to learn, like, Tell me about what's keeping you busy nowadays. I uh, finished four years with JetBlue as the head of customer care and programs uh, at the end of 2022. And I formed a, uh, my own LLC, Services Back, B-A-K, get it? Backlore, back. Uh, there you go. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, um, uh, I have been thrilled with connecting with people um, through former Disney connections, which actually it was through one of those that I met you. Uh Um, and uh, some former American University connections where I went and got my business degree and and just meeting with people and trying to understand how I can help them focus on the business imperative of great guest service. Um, You know, it's not an afterthought. It truly is a business imperative. And I know, you know, you talk about, you know, one bad bad guest experience. I think you say, you know, cost you 30 guests. Yeah. When people go out and talk about it, I've heard heard you say that, and yep. I'm I'm here to say, and I can prove this out time and time again. If you lose a customer because of a poor guest experience, it'll cost you at least ten times more to go get another one than keep one within your brand. So wow. uh, I've been trying to help people figure that out. I'm um, doing some mentoring, doing some uh, some uh, uh, advising, and having a lot of fun, and some so, traveling. I just got back from three weeks of travel where I have some great guest service experiences that I'm excited to bring to the world. Yeah. And I think that it's so interesting because when you look at a leaky bucket, so many people intuitively, they think, well, yeah, you got to, you got to plug the holes, but in a business, for some reason, people get so focused on just, just put more water in the top, just put more water in the top. Why is that Ed? Why are people more focused on, on, on the water going in than the water leaking out? And that's a great question, Zach. And this question I've asked myself my whole career. I mean, my, my Disney days, my WestJet days, Jeff Blue. Um, you know, it's, it's very easy to quantify if I spend more money on this new app for bookings or this new technology for a, 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 a new hotel I'm going to build or a new, a new capital investment, that that's going to drive X revenue and that's going to help my growth. But, um, I'm here and I've said my home, I've always been the one around the table at the executive table to say, wait, wait, wait. And the guest experience, you know, my CEO at WestJet was one I've sparred with lovingly often. And Greg would say, you know, all people want is a great, you know, a a flight on a a clean airplane on time where they want to go for the right price. And then I would always end his sentence with a great guest experience because all things being equal, 
yeah, you want to be on time. Yeah, you want your bag to arrive. But if you want somebody to be friendly with you, you want somebody to greet you when you get on that airplane and say, welcome aboard. And you want somebody to, to you know, care about what you want on your plate if you're up in JetBlue Mint having a great food experience. Or do you want somebody just to, uh, I used to say, peel and reveal and drop the plate, right? And that's, yeah. that's a dining experience <laughs> on an airplane. No, that's not a dining experience on an airplane. And you know how important that is in, in quick service or an all-food beverage. But um, yeah, and you again, you can prove time and time again, the, the whole net promoter score, you know, world that people say, well, that's not what you should measure. That is what you should measure. That is what you should measure. Because if I'm going to go home from that flight or that dining experience or that hotel stay and say, oh my gosh, you have got to fly JetBlue because JetBlue Mint is the most, it's the only way to go to London. And the service was great. The price was great. And it was fun for me being gone for, for five months to fly it last week. And no, yeah, it really, I don't have to say this anymore, right? Nobody's, I'm not getting paid by JetBlue anymore, but um, it really is the best experience out there. So um, why? Well, yeah, it's on time and it's a nice clean airplane and it's got a great big screen, but the service is what makes a difference. And that's what people need to say. But, but Ed, I mean, like, let's talk about, let's talk about the reality, right? I know that we're up in the clouds right now talking about great guest experience on airplanes, but if we take our heads out of the clouds and we come down to earth and we realize like there's margins and on airlines, it's razor thin margins, right? In the restaurant industry, we talk about razor thin margins, but in the airline industry, it's even crazier. It's even thinner you can't expect people to create a great guest experience on margins so thin, right? It doesn't always have to cost you a whole bunch of money, right? That's the thing that that is, um, I think, can be the differentiator. Because even, and, and, and people are going to say, what's he talking about? He just lost all his credibility. You know what? Go fly Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines invested a whole lot in their service, Spirit Signature Service, and they really, they realized that they had such a reputation 10 years ago of not caring about the service experience. And CEO at the time actually was proud to not care about the service experience. But they realized real quickly that if they were going to be able to continue to grow at the rate they wanted to grow, they did have to care. And yeah, yeah. it's still 29-inch pitch. And yeah, you have to buy your bottle of water, but they can do it with a smile and do it with a caring attitude. And, and that's where with those razor thin margins, you know, somebody, an ultra low cost carrier thought it was important to, to focus on. Um, and, and again, take this across anybody in the service and hospitality industry. If you don't focus on it, you're not going to be here. Yeah. Well, so, so tell me though, with the restaurants and, and airlines, the, the margins in airlines, talk, talk to us a little bit about, just kind of explain that a little bit to our listeners who might not know. So it is literally pennies on the available seat miles. So the industry measures, and you see this in the corporate earnings reports, um, RASM and CASM, those are words that are thrown around. Like, what the heck does that mean? It's not a mystery. It's revenue per available seat mile. So how much is your ticket? One seat on one airplane going one mile is an available seat mile. So there's billions of them with JetBlue, especially with United American or Delta and Southwest, there's billions of those seat miles, right? So what's the revenue per available seat mile minus the cost per available seat mile, and that's your margin, right? Uh So chasm, 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 you see that all the time. Everybody releases their earnings and their chasm was up 1.2%, but the rasm was up 3.4%. It's all all there. It's literally, um, I remember doing when I first got into the industry and someone held up two pennies to me, two two pennies, it was Canadian pennies because I was with WestJet at the time. 
which is worth even less than two American pennies, but two <laughs> pennies to me at the time. And the CEO held this up to me and said, Ed, that's what we make on every available seat mile. So at one seat flying one mile on an airplane, we make about 1.2, 1.3 cents. Um, it's that it's that thin. So you look at um, the airline industry through the pandemic. I mean, JetBlue, there were, you know, today, getting close up to peak summer, kids are out of school. They might fly 1,200 flights today. There was a day in May of 2020, Zach, that they flew 54 flights and they were less than half full. So that's why the industry was losing, you know, literally every airline was losing millions of dollars a day, but they kept flying because it was an important product to offer, important service to offer for the, for the flying public that had to fly. Now, thank goodness, and just like in, in hospitality overall, I, again, I was on a cruise ship last week. It was sold out, sold out cruise ship. Um, and, um, you know, that that's the story that's out there. But how do you say, so great, pent up demand, everybody's coming back. How do you keep them? Well, you can't you can't cut your way in, in, in cost to profitability. You need to take care of that, that cost side. Yes, you have to be smart. And you're not going to keep raising prices, raising prices, because you're eventually going to price yourself out of the out of the world of whoever your customer base is. Again, whether it's a QSR restaurant or whether it's a you know a, a top notch stay at the Grand Floridian, yeah. um, and, and you can't. And this is something that I said to you. I think when we first met, um, things are going to go wrong. Things are going to go wrong on that, yeah. on that restaurant, in that hotel, in that service. Right? You told me your napkin story. Um, things are going to go wrong. And how do you provide that immediate appropriate service recovery without giving away the farm to keep those people in the brand and keep them focused on, on that great. And it's that, it's that individual frontline guest facing employee, not a corporate policy. The corporate policy creates the environment where people know what they can do. And then it's that frontline person saying, ah, that person's not happy right now. I need to do something about that. I need to keep them coming back to my you know, my restaurant or my dining experience or whatever it might be again and again and again, creating an environment where those frontline people that, by the way, um, one of the questions you asked me in, in prepping was, you know, what, what's, what's, what am I focused on? What should people be focused on today? Yeah. Half, uh, half of the people answering the phones at an airline right now to handle customer service, half have been there less than one year. Uh, a a oh third uh, to a quarter of flight attendants on an airline have been there less than one year. Um, I mean, I know that's the case everywhere. So that's a little scary, right? Because you you get, you know, three, five, 10 years worth of people buying into why this is important and then they're all gone. And then the pandemic ends and everybody hired like crazy um, and and hired for safety, you know, like they can evacuate an airplane if they need to. Hired for you know the critical you know process of getting food to the table, right? But are they still focused on the service? And that's where I think right now everybody needs to be focused more than anything. And I think that's a great that's a great uh, opportunity there because one of the things you said earlier is that you don't have to spend a lot of money on this, right? You, the the napkin story that you're referencing is uh, a customer of ours owns a great pizzeria in in Idaho called Righteous Slice. Phenomenal pizza. And if uh and he had someone that used Ovation and and uh, sent some feedback and said, "Hey, I wish you had napkins upstairs." Well, he went upstairs with napkins. He got that feedback. He happened to be in the restaurant. And he walked upstairs with napkins in hand 
And he saw that there was one table that didn't have napkins. So he went and he put the napkins on the table and said, sorry, we didn't have napkins. Here you go. And he got that resolution in a matter of a minute. He said they almost fell out of their chair. Right. But that's the thing is that that how much did it cost him? to walk upstairs and drop off those napkins. Now, yeah, sure. He does pay a nominal fee to evasion for to, to get that feedback. But I think that that point that you're making though, is it's more about your people. It's more about creating that experience. And what did you do at Disney? What were some of the Disney philosophies that allowed cast members to interact with, with guests and, and get things resolved? I, I really enjoyed, uh, it was really insightful last time we talked about that. Yeah, so I need to comment on your napkin story. So that minimal cost that they might pay to, to Ovation, right? That little teeny fee. How many people do you think that customer told the napkin story? Right. How many people have you now told the napkin story? And since you and I first met a couple of months ago, I don't even know how many people I've told the napkin story. <laughs> so that investment is paid off for a righteous slice a gazillion times over, right? Um, yeah. That's what I mean. It does, you know, what does that cost? Really little investment. What's the payback? exponential. I mean, right. truly exponential. So at Walt Disney World, I mean, this is where I grew up as a leader and where I, my passion for this really came to life. I spent 10 years here in Central Florida. I'm in Central Florida now at Walt Disney World, and then moved out to Burbank for my last four years with a company and launched Adventures by Disney, the escorted tour company. Um, you know, people would say to me all the time as I left Disney, and that's where it really becomes interesting. How do they keep the park so clean? How is everybody so friendly? How do they do that? Every single person at Walt Disney World, every single person that's hired, everyone, me, I got hired in as a, as a general manager, as a director level person at Epcot. And I won't tell you how many decades ago. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I remember my first day I had to go to traditions. I was like, what does that mean? You know, what's, you know, well, traditions is, uh, is the orientation, but it's not called orientation. It's called traditions for a reason. Because you really learn from the very beginning, even the design of the classroom is built around storytelling and why Walt created the parks. He created the parks to bring the stories, to bring his stories from Snow White on to life. And so when you go in there day one, there's pictures all over the wall and the class is supposed to start, I don't remember, let's say nine. The facilitator doesn't even come in for 10 minutes because everybody's walking around and interacting with each other and looking at all the pictures on the wall. And that's very purposeful. And then it starts with the culture and heritage of the company. Culture and heritage of the company is about caring for the guest and purposely called guests. And at WestJet, we referred to them as guests. At, at JetBlue, they were customers. And I said guests for all four years at, at JetBlue. <laughs> so I just can't not say guests. Um, but I mean, the storytelling is really what it's all about. Storytelling to say, a hundred percent. There's a there's seventy five thousand or so people that work here in Orlando at Walt Disney World, and when I would do the the welcome orientation as vice president of Downtown Disney or general manager of of Disney's Epcot or Disney's Boardwalk or Disney's Caribbean Beach, and I would welcome them and I would say, how many people here today are on the custodial team? Because we'd have a mixed group come in for the new hires into our hotel, and four or five people would raise their hands, say I'm a custodial, and I would go, huh. Okay. Um, all right. I, let me let me ask the next question. I, first of all, before I ask the next question, I want everybody to raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Raise your hand. Don't put it down. Okay. You ready for my next question? Don't put it down. Raise your hand if you're on the custodial team. <laughs> right. How, picture that visual, right? We are all responsible for keeping the park clean. We are all responsible for the guest experience. And during my Disney days, when I would be walking up Main Street, 
And people, you know, this is truly what happens. If somebody walks out of the ice cream parlor on Main Street and the ice cream kid ice cream falls off of the ice cream cone, there whether you're in custodial or me as a leader or or someone working in merchandise at the shop next door, they would stop. They would go up to that guest and say, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let me get someone to clean that up. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go get you another chocolate cone." Right? What did that cost? Right? A scoop right. of chocolate ice cream. But how about how fabulous is that guest experience the rest of the day versus you know they bought a you know three dollar ice cream cone and I, they got one lick and it was gone. Right? Everybody's responsible for it. Those stories are told again and again and again and again and again, and then they're recognized. Recognition is such a key piece to great mm-hmm. guest service. So, you know, whoever that leader was at Righteous Slice, you know, who thought, oh, wait, I just got a, 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 a ping real time, which is what I love about Ovation, that said, somebody's asking about napkins. I bet they're still here. Let me grab a bunch of napkins. I can't believe I didn't put napkins upstairs and, and d- did it. Um, hopefully, besides telling the story, hopefully somebody recognized that supervisor or whoever was on the floor that night for taking the action and making that thing happen. Because that kind of recognition, there's a great tool that we used at JetBlue. Um, Work Human is the app. Um, I'm not pitching. I don't have no reason to pitch them, but it's one that works. And we actually created our um, recognition around our service guidelines. And you could say, which, which by the way, when I got there, there were 15 service guidelines. And I said to our president, "Can you tell me what they are?" Um, yeah. Tell, how do you expect anybody to remember 15 things? We boiled it down to three. Connect, communicate, and commit. Commit to the JetBlue experience. Communicate, communicate to our guests, to each other. Uh, connect, communicate, and commit. You know, and connect. Connect to the guests. Connect to our brand. Connect to what it is. So around those three things, create three things. We rolled that out in December. We were rolling it out before the pandemic, and we pushed it back, and then we rolled it out with our holiday holiday promises, um, and we had over twelve hundred work human. Don't you know programming? People saying, "I just caught Zach doing this, and it was a great example." Yes. Right, and, and tie and, it back to your story, yes. and and then and then recognize. So storytelling, keep it so simple. You know, you talk about having like one or two. You, you talk about the seventy questions, right? Yeah, and incredibly value that is. You know, one of my favorite stories, Zach. I'm sorry, I'm going on and on here. No, but, this is great. Um, years ago. Years ago, this was before I was be texting with Delta Airlines. I had a call. I was working for Disney still, and I had to call Delta for something. Um, and it was something I had to change, and I couldn't do it on their app. This was, you know, at least ten years ago. And I um, and I called, and they said, "Would you participate in a?" You know, they always say, "Would you participate in a survey?" Yeah, yeah your call. And I always participate in every survey because I want to see what I can learn. And they go, "It's only one question." So now, okay, and I'm intrigued. Person came on the phone. They helped me. I don't even remember what the issue was, but I've told the story probably a hundred times. And they said, okay, please hold for us to get to the, you know, they resolved it. You know what the one question was? One question. Would you hire the person that just helps you on the phone? That's right. I remember I've taken that survey. Uh-huh. What does that that tells you so much you need to know about, right? So would the person that didn't get the napkins hire the person that brought them the napkins? I would think so. Yeah, right. 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 That's a right. It, it, yeah. I thought that was such an interesting twist to that question. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, "Ooh, juicy! I like yeah. that." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you need to get that question on an Ovation app so that they yeah, right, innovation. But I, I mean, seriously, I want to I want to share with you a story, and I know we're tight on time. Um, I said I was on a cruise last week, right? And I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tout the brand because I was so impressed by this. Uh, I hope that's okay. We didn't I didn't get Please. this approved by you ahead of time. Oceania, which is a you know uh-huh. NCLs a little bit up, upper level pro, uh, cruise line first time on them the 
place is beautiful. The service, everybody said, friend, I mean, great service, actually, really great, friendly eye contact, you know, proactively looking at things. Midway through the cruise, I got a survey and it was an open, just a piece of paper. It had my name, Ed Backler, had my cabin number. My husband got one. Also, we each got one. And I, and please share any feedback. Open text. So I wrote, oh my gosh, this is great. The cabin's great, but oh my gosh, the towels are really nice towels, but they're very rough. They really need to look at a softer towel. And I put that in the, you know, please drop this off by the reception desk. 24 hours later, this is a true story. 20, there's 1,200 guests on this ship. 24 hours later, my housekeeper came up to me in the hallway and said, Mr. Backler, first of all, use my name, right? I'm not in the room. I'm out in the hallway. Um, we saw that you had a concern. You and your husband had a concern about the towels. So I put some different towels in your cabin. Let me know tomorrow morning if they're softer for you. In the middle of the Mediterranean, this happened, right? And so it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to make a difference, yeah. right? I've told that since now I've told everybody on your podcast that story, but I've told that story again and again and again, because that's all you need to do. Bring napkins upstairs, fix the towels, you know, go get the ice cream cone fix. It's not rocket science. And do you know what I always say, Ed? I say the little things matter and you want to know why they matter? Because they're the little things. I could fake the big things. I can fake that. I can, you know, I'll show up to the graduation party, you know, of, of like my niece that I never talked to, but am I texting her on like a Wednesday just to say, Hey, hope you're having a good day today. Right. Right. The little things matter because the little things you're not faking little things. And so I, I love that idea of the traditions. I love the idea of making sure that we are, uh, we're not thinking about how do we continuously increase the expense of our customer experience department, but how do we increase the experience of our customers? And, and I think that as a result of that, the, the money's going to come on the back end, those holes will be filled, but we've got to realize that it's not about just throwing a bunch of money into it. It's about caring. And if you can care, that's where, that's where the magic happens. A hundred percent. And to use a Disney term where the magic happens, yeah. <laughs> um, it comes from in here, Zach, right? It comes from in here. If you hire people that you can tell, and you can tell in a minute that they're going to be somebody that's going to get it and why it's important. And it's been really tough in the last year because we every service industry has just been bringing on staff to be able to stay open. But now we need to make sure that they understand why what they do isn't just put food on a plate. But what they do, or or fill a, a, a you know a burger and fries or a, a pizza order, but they're there. They've invited these customers to their home, and how would they treat them if they're in their yes. home? And that's how we want them to treat their their customers at their at their locations. Love that, Ed. Ed, how do people find and follow you? So I um, feel free to email me. Um, it's uh, ebackler at gmail.com. Very simple, B-A-K-L-O-R. Services back LLC. We don't have the website hooked up there yet, but it's edbackler.com is my website. All one word, edbackler, E-D-B-A-K-L-O-R.com. And uh, yeah, I'm having a whole lot of fun talking about this and helping some people think about it. And I'm really glad that you and I connected. Awesome. Well, for flying us to new heights on top of the magic mountain of guest experience, today's ovation goes to you. Ed, thank you for joining us and giving ovation. That, that was a great close. I love it. Um, so great to meet you. I had a blast. And uh, uh, please let me know if I can ever do anything again. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. 
Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.